Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 140. I'm your host, Klaus Nightbringer, and joining me, we have Talas and Sarah again. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. It's been a while since I watched the intro. I do not remember there being so much harp action in the intro. Yeah, it's been that way for how many years now? No, I haven't watched the intro in like <laughs> three years or something. They've added a lot of uh, instruments to the perform command. You could like do an entire band of yourself. You Do you realize how much work that was to get that running? Nope. Yeah, we're not going to do that. The last... The last intro I watched, Luna and Chili introduced themselves with their own voices. Yeah, well, the, it's that the the front video part of it's been the same, and I had I cut out all the the introductions after that. So, yeah, it makes it a lot easier when he finally gives me the axe. You won't have to worry about changing the intro. Yep. Well, I, I was going to try and come up with something new, but then I realized how freaking difficult it actually is to, to to mess around with video production, which is why we do all this shit live here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio. Nice segue. <laughs> Excellent plug. <laughs> Excellent plug. Uh, how have you guys been the past two weeks? Uh, awesome. That's good. Pretty good, actually. Awesome. Glad to hear it. I haven't acquired... I haven't acquired any more cars since the last show that's a record are you okay i don't know two whole weeks i haven't had a car <sighs> awful it's awful i'm working on fixing it don't worry kind of figured but you know it was one of those figures one of those things that you were you can't get a new car every day That'd be no a little difficult. not yet I'm sure you're working on it. You're going to try to, but. Oh, I could. The question is, can I also pay all of my bills? And the answer to that mm. is no. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea and got a CPAP machine, and I'm actually getting enough rest for once. It's so weird. Your Happy brain aging. works. Isn't yes. it cool? <laughs> I waited my bookcase. I've been meaning to do it for over a year, and then one day I just did it. Hey, Sarah, you want a copy of Kitchen Confidential? I have two by accident. Sure. I've been meaning <laughs> to read that. It's good. So who are these people that are my co-hosts today? I don't quite recognize them now. D -d you are not getting the old Sarah back. This Sarah is happier. Well, that, that, that's good. It just This Sarah will knife you and has the energy to do it. Well, oh, Sarah, that, would you like this knife or would you like this knife? Oh, I, I think he was thinking more along the lines of, of a kitchen cleaver. Flexible. Because like, <laughs> I got to I think the second one, like, keep it simple. This, that one. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not simple, like not overly fancy. Yeah, we probably shouldn't be showing that on, on stream, guys. Hmm? We shouldn't be showing that on stream. Why it's not? not? It's not a good thing. Oh, fine. We'll put the weapons away. Yes, please do. For now. But we don't want to get demonetized or banned. Would they demonetize you for that? Yes, they can. Wow. Really? They, oh. they, they can straight up ban you. 
Oh, well, if I get banned, y'all know what happens. Well, no, it, it won't be you. It will be us. If I get banned, y'all know what happened. <laughs> <sighs> but I got my first COVID shot on Wednesday, so that's a thing. How you feeling? My arm was sore for a few days, but uh, I don't feel any different otherwise. Thankfully, nice. they say that the, the, the massive stuff doesn't uh, come up until your second shot, so... Are you ready to go start sneezing into other people's mouths again? That was a thing people did in the world before, right? I can't Not remember. the fuck! Oh, I will say I am very much done with the whole, like, candles on a birthday cake thing, because you just <laughs> blowing on food that other people eat is weird. Yeah. I will agree with that. Done with what? that. What about, like, say, a candle on a, on a ceremonial slice, like, just for the style of it? Okay. That's fine, because you're the one eating your own germs. Yeah, that seems reasonable. But yeah, not, there's not also, a uh, we created a new term at work for people that have gotten the COVID shot and gotten the weird sick sneezy thing. We've gotten used to wearing masks, right? We all have masks on when we're at work. So when you forget that you're not wearing a mask and you sneeze, instead of sneezing into your elbow or into the back of your hand or whatever, and you just sneeze and it's more it's more sneeze than you anticipated but you are maybe having your partner little spoon in front of you as you're laying on the couch watching movies you then slime that person oh so we have now created a new term called nickelodeon nice look it up it's when you also, inadvertently slime somebody on the head had people like even with the mask on i'd still been doing the like sneeze into your elbow thing it just seems prudent, and I'm used to it. You can't do that on Twitch. No! Well played, by the way. <laughs> but yes, it's so da, we've created da, da, a new da, term da. on uh, Urban Dictionary called Nickelodeoning. <laughs> oh, boy. Sarah, you like words, right? Here's a new yeah. word that yeah. you now can't get out of your brain. You're welcome. I'm more thinking about if it's on Urban Dictionary, there's probably already at least two definitions for the word there. One of them was sexual. And you're not oh, wrong. Urban Dictionary. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some gaming community news. <laughs> We've so, got a lot this week, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> we do. Holy crap. Uh, yeah, there's been some Final Fantasy 16 news. Um, apparently, the, in uh, um, an interview that uh, Yoshida had done with uh, <laughs> another uh, group, he had mentioned uh, that Final Fantasy 16 will have a story mode or a mode that focuses on letting people enjoy the story. Nice. Copy the URL here. It's kind of interesting to just straight up be like, all right, some of you aren't here to be number crunchy. Here's your setting for that. Yeah. Um, so according <coughs> be to really the nice. Cause sometimes I don't, I don't want to be a number cruncher. I want to play a story. Yeah, I mean, if it's something where we're seeing more and more games where it's becoming this really story-driven thing where they want to tell this really cool and interesting story. And I really like games that can, like, use the gameplay to integrate with that, to, like, kind of build that. Like, a, a story that you play and interact with is a really unique and fascinating experience. But if it's a choice of a slightly stripped-down one where you're not getting that full interaction with it or not getting it at all, I would rather more people interact with it. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Yoshida appeared on the uh, Game Hawk Corner on an episode of Tokyo FM's One Morning Radio Show uh, to share a few tidbits on uh, the uh, on Final Fantasy 16. 
And he said, we really want players to enjoy the story. So we're preparing a mode for players who want to focus on the story. Since we have such the substantial support actions, we're of course preparing something easy to operate and smooth to play. Don't worry too much. I'm sure there's also going to be a, hard, a normal and a hard mode. So for people who want to have a, a bit of a challenge as they go through the game. Yeah. But uh, well, that was the reason. That's honestly what kept 15 alive was just 10 more levels to get. The experience jumps are huge and there's a pile of crap and it gets way harder. And we were like, okay, cool. I'll keep playing this game that just hit the ground and flopped. It's like, no, they kept that game going for like a year plus on it's difficult. There's new difficulties. There's new stuff to do. If we get that right from launch so that our casual players can play a story, those of us with jobs and stuff can play the normal mode. And then if you want a challenge, there is the normal, there is the hard and the impossible difficulties as well. I mean, some people do also find that to be fun. For sure. But if you just want to be able to enjoy the narrative of a Final Fantasy story, now you'll be able to without uh, too much difficulty. Then there was a, just an absolute ton of Final Fantasy VII news last week. Um, I don't know if you guys ended up catching this, the uh, Sony state of play, but at the end of it, they had announced that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake um, is going to be on PS5 and is getting additional content. It's called Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, and it's going to feature Yuffie. Yep, so adorable. In a We're Moogle getting a ninja. Hoodie. You get to play as 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 Yuffie in a Moogle hoodie. I mean, seems good. She's going into Midgar enemy territory. She's got to disguise herself as a Moogle. Yeah, it's a. I believe something like about a two-chapter equivalent scenario uh, add-on content that's not required, but adds to, fills out stuff. Now, what they had also said that anybody who currently owns the, the PlayStation 4 version will be able to upgrade to play it on the PlayStation 5 for free. However, I've also heard that uh, the uh, Integrate DLC for Yuffie will be an additional cost. And uh, it, the uh, Integrate DLC will not be available for PS4. So Correct. the expectation, the expectation is that going forward, uh, it's going to be a PS5 series. Yes, most likely. It's not a huge surprise, and the fact that they're doing kind of what they did with 14 when we moved from PS3 to PS4 is you can move forward for free, but if you want to keep doing stuff, you need to buy the next thing. Yes. That's 100% correct. Um, yeah, they figured out a method. Um, shortly after the state of play, they also announced two new mobile games that are going to be coming out. Now, we talked about the terms the first soldier in Ever Crisis in a previous uh, podcast. Well, now we know that Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, is going to be coming out for iOS and Android this year. It is going to be taking place... Um, before any of the uh, the known soldiers, it's going to be kind of like they're the precursor to this whole to this whole story. Perhaps even the first soldier. Ah, uh, ah, uh, hate it. And it it looks like it it may actually be kind of like a battle royale kind of game. It's gonna be it's gonna play very differently than than most of the uh, Final Fantasy VII games that we've seen. 
maybe similar to Dirge of Cerberus. That had some shooting, didn't it? Or was Dirge. that a, si a side-scroller? This was, yeah, a third-person shooter. Okay. It was a third-person shooter. Okay. But speaking of that... If I'm thinking of the right game. Hot, the one for uh, um, PSP? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I never played it because I don't, never had a PSP. But um, I had a PSP, but I never ended up playing Dirge of Cerberus. But what's cool is we may end up getting to be able to play it because Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis will be coming out in 2022 for mobile. And that is going to be basically all of the Final Fantasy VII stories in a, in a different format. It's, it's hard to explain, but here, what I'll do here, I actually should have copied and pasted these into the, uh, the text. Yeah, throw the, uh... You got after crisis, before crisis, crisis. So AC, BC, CC, DC. Uh, and then ever, was ever crisis. And then ever crisis. <laughs> so next up, we'll, we can expect something that we'd uh, shorten to FC. A free company? Hmm. Possible. Ooh. Final Fantasy VII MMO. You heard it here first. And last, no one else is going to be reporting no this. No one else, no. Nobody else wants to report this. So Let what? Seven die. <laughs> so I just posted God. the, the uh, trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. Uh, this next one here is going to be for The First Soldier. Like I said, that one's coming out this year. Give me a second here. Oh, God, I just love Yuffie. Yuffie? I keep hearing differentiations. I believe it's Yuffie since there's two Fs. That she's just like so fun and silly and a friend of mine still refers to her as nothing but traitor for the whole materia theft thing. Even Ketchy got a, a got forgiven for the whole like being a Shinra mole. But Yuffie? Nope. Traitor forevermore. And the last one there I posted there is Forever Crisis. And that like I said, that's coming uh. out in twenty twenty two. Oh man, I wonder if we'll see more people cosplaying just in order to be able to wear that Moogle hoodie. Because I absolutely would. Well, we know that the sales of the Moogle hoodie or the Moogle blanket thingy on the Square Enix store are going to go up. Hmm. Oh, Moogles. In-game in product placement now. <laughs> and if you... Is there anyone that actually sells, like, like, just outright sells the cosplay of various characters? Like, Square Enix selling cosplay of the... I don't know if any, like, first-party whatever type companies do that for any of their Generally, things. no. You, you can find a number of companies that are selling stuff like that on eBay or other or um, Alibaba or number... But there's not, that... like, an official, hey, kids, no. you can dress up like a cloud from our famous game, Final Fantasy Generally, VII. no. Um, occasionally, you might find a licensed version of it from somewhere, but a lot of times cosplays I feel like that's are... an untapped market. There was like the licensed uh, Chocobo Moogle Carnival t-shirts for 15 that were running around for a while. Those were very popular at KuboCon for like two years. Yeah, t-shirts are one thing, but you know, full-on cosplays, are, they're generally not going to uh, to sell like that because of, there's no. so many variables that would need to be taken in, into consideration to make it profitable. Makes sense. But oh if, gosh, like sizing and fit alone. Yep. No. That's why most cosplayers make their own costumes or they have them uh, um, commissioned. Yeah. Much more like, uh, 
customization at that point. Mass production of clothing is hard, especially because people have so many different bodies. Very true. And if you happen to have not purchased Final Fantasy VII Remake yet, uh, and you have PlayStation Plus, it is currently free for the month of March, along with a few other games. But uh, just be warned, if you end up getting Final Fantasy VII Remake in this way, and then you go to a PS5, you will not get the PS5 version for free. No, you have to buy the actual copy. But if you are just going to play through it one time, or you're just interested to see what the hype is about, sign up for it. Also, like all PlayStation Plus games, if you don't have a PlayStation Plus membership, you don't have access to the games that were in part of that membership when you got it. Yep, but if you restart it up again, you'll get access again. Ooh, yep. does that mean I, if I resubscribe, I'll get access to Detroit Become Human again? Yes. I always meant to play that a bit more. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. It's weird, but it did some fascinating storytelling. Yep, I ended up picking that one up. I think it was, what, from, like, late last year? Yeah. Well, but I never actually played it because my, my PS4 uh, drive is so freaking full. It's a fascinating game. Has some problems. There's some stuff that's a little weird and corny, but... I thought it was interesting. Gotcha. I meant to try it, but uh, like I said, it's just one of those things where well, I have a yeah. massive backlog of games that I need to play. I've got about Who two, freaking doesn't? two years worth of Humble Bundles to redeem and, and play. Dude, high five. Also, that means I don't need to worry about whether you need any of those codes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually just canceled my sub on that finally. So it's like, you know, I, I, as much as I love supporting Humble Bundle... You know, giving them my 13 bucks a month for games that I'm not playing anymore. Yeah, probably not quite worth it at this point. Yeah. A number of the ones that were showing up were things that I was actually like, oh, hey, this was on my Steam wish list. So. And then some other news that I ended up catching today. Uh, apparently, uh, all Final Fantasy games are 50% off on the PlayStation Store right now. True. Huh. So through uh, March 17th, every Final Fantasy game on the PlayStation Store is 50% off. So if you want to play the original Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, or if you want to get into World of Final Fantasy, maybe get the Maxima uh, upgrade, or you want to get Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody, they're 50% off right now. Yeah, Mystery Dungeon's like 20 bucks. Um, 12, Zodiac Age is like 25. Um, eight's like 12. Um, I think World is, I think, 15. And then the Maxima bundle is like 7. Uh, highly recommend the Maxima bundle because it adds a lot of stuff that you can capture that's really, really helpful. Um, and they integrate it into the whole game so you don't get this like game plus very obvious power creep expansion. It feels very solid. And Rain and Lawn just have like, like their comic interplay is just great. I it, am it's really something. hoping that they make a second game. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> So, yeah, that's uh, the news I was able to find on this. So I suppose our next thing is we should probably start talking about some music, huh? So I want to throw another shout out to uh, Final Fantasy Fandom uh, for uh, once again giving us all the information on the uh, the songs for the Final Fantasy VIII original soundtrack. And uh, we are now on disc two. And the first song of that one is called My Mind.
What's the level for I you guys? Does that sound okay? Yep. Yeah. Here. This totally feels like something I would hear on a smooth jazz station late at night driving through, like, the desert or something. Now, this eventually oh. becomes the, the, the love theme for Squall and Renoa. And oh, yes, this is where you first hear... Um, what is the name of this? Eyes on Me? Yes, it, it's, yeah. it's got the... Uh, well, actually, no, we heard a little bit of it in a couple of the songs in the first... Uh, the first oh, it's from, from Julia playing the piano. So this is the second time we've and from the dance. this melody. Hmm? And from the dance. Yes. Well, this is actually the third. <laughs> so, yes, we've encountered this melody before. Yep, this is definitely the uh, strongest leitmotif for any of the songs in the in the soundtrack. <laughs> but it, it Pyrocats in the in the chat saying it sounds like a lullaby. Yes, it very much does sound like a lullaby. Oh yeah, there's totally like a little bit of a music box feel to mm -hmm. it. Like What's that? When you get like music boxes as part of soundtrack, there's always like the little bit like tinkling. It's like there's a certain poignancy to them, and I've never quite understood why. I think it's the subversion of how we hear notes. Like we are used to hearing notes in like a three-four or a four-four time. A music box, if you're winding on it, and that wind isn't as tight as it starts to wind down and go slower, the notes aren't hitting correctly. And so if you're like plinking against metal, if there's less notes in that area, the spindle will spin just a little bit faster and then hit two or three notes at once, and then slow back down again. Oh. So your brain is trying to fill in space that isn't there. Hey, yeah, like having a <coughs> like speed and slow like that, it almost sometimes feels like a little bit of an organic living thing. I can imagine this tiny little thing just limping along. It's doing its best. <laughs> it's okay, little song. You can do it. We believe in you. <laughs> Just me? Just you. Just you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I once anthropomorphized, had an existential crisis about, and felt very sad for, and almost cried about a slice of cake at a buffet dessert station, so... I was eight. I was actually going to wonder how last week went for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go uh, go that different. No, that's kind of, uh, that's how Sarah rolls. We all know this. I, I just have a lot of feelings, guys. I know. <laughs> so many feelings. All right, let's go ahead and play our next song. This is the mission. I feel like we should have had a uh, an image tabbed up of the mission, <laughs> like the like model train on the right. table. Like <laughs> okay, I love just like starting with the violins and just building and layering more on. You said more on. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, that was last week's episode. Or last oh, episode. Is one of the episodes going to be titled Hot Dogs with quotation marks? <laughs> well, so, did yeah, you, did you get a hot dog for this is... episode? Mm hmm. You got your hot dog this episode? No. <sighs> I didn't go to watch Maya today. 
<laughs> yes, this plays during the Forest Owls train mission and during the chaos in Balam Garden. So yes, both situations with lots of complex moving parts with the thing that they're trying to accomplish and both going in with a plan that feels like low odds of success, high odds of dangerous exposure or death. Like, all the intricate fiddly little bits kind of add to that feeling. You're also trying to go in with Zell, and you're like, dude, we're gonna get killed. Oh, run! Just anything wrong. <laughs> I mean, he passed his seed exam. Barely. So did freaking Selfie, but so what? Selfie's very good at what she does. What does she do? Blow things up. Have unresolved trauma. I... I'm not wrong. I hate that you had an answer, and I hate that your answer was correct. <laughs> do you really, though? Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's basically just kind of repeats on and on after this point, so we'll go ahead and jump yeah. into the next one. I just, I, do, 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 do. Like this is one of those moments where there's a lot of text that you have to go through, so the song is way longer than it needs to be. Yeah. But this is the song that plays when we first arrive in Timber. Martial Law. Gonna be real, I don't like this song, because this is the song that was playing when I saved my game and the uh, save corrupted and I had to start over at the beginning of disc one. Song's great. I just, that's my memory <laughs> associated with it. Not great. But yeah, I mean... It's kind of what it says on the tin. You've got this town that's under martial law. So you've got kind of this like little bit of oppressive feel, this feeling of like shady stuff going on, looking carefully around every corner. It, it this definitely is not sets a, a good place. tone though. Yeah. This is not a safe place to be. Well, not, not, if, you're, time, not if you're a uh, trying to if, marshal up a, a rebel alliance. <laughs> yeah. At the same time, it's somewhere where you don't want to start making trouble. You're trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, and that goes well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the we Timber Owls Zell. have big dreams. Yeah, the, the Timber Owls have big dreams, but then we also have Zell and Selfie. Oh my god, you keep banging on poor Zell and Selfie. We're well, gonna... <sighs> um, booyah. <laughs> Dude, like, he was almost single-handedly responsible for my defeat of Omega Weapon. Oh, yeah, no, Zell's crazy powerful. He's just obnoxious. He's rambunctious and high-spirited. He sure I... is something. Once again, I'm not wrong. A friend of mine cosplayed a selfie and she described it as, I get to be as dumb as I want and it can be in character. <laughs> and I was like, so really? She goes, I definitely cosplayed a selfie on a weekend that I forgot my meds. Oh boy. <laughs> I was just like, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. And on that note, <sighs> let's go ahead and move on. I still sing her train song when I get to ride on trains. This is the Galbadian Anthem, called Cactus Jack. 
I do kind of wonder where that name comes from. Is it supposed to be like the Union Jack or something? Only with cactuars? That's the only thing I can think of, because I mean, when I think of Cactus Jack, I think of uh, one of Mick Foley's wrestling personas. Bang Bang! <sighs> A very different Cactus Jack. So you watched, uh... You watched on Thursday nights too, huh? I watched a lot of wrestling back in the uh, early 2000s. <laughs> oh, now we have the stirring second verse that no one can remember the lyrics to. <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you just kind of mumble along, uh -huh, and you come in strong on the last bit of the phrase. So it's like, yeah, you were totally knew the words that were singing the whole time. Do, 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 do. Jaeger! <laughs> it's that. It's that. That's all it is. It's an anthem. There's not a lot to say about it. There's some from distant shores of Arthur kind of notes going on as well. And it's like, oh, I've heard this one. When you've heard yeah. one anthem, you've heard them all. No, they tend not... to use a lot of the same types of motifs, stirring, yeah. trumpet, whatnot. That's not true, but anyway. Next song. Right okay. songs. <laughs> militaristic anthems use that. And if you're going to talk militaristic nations, you are talking Galvania. This one has an interesting, uh, interesting name. It's called Only a Plank Between One and Perdition. It plays in suspenseful scenes. Yeah, like I get what they're going for, like kind of like the hair's breadth, just this tiny little thing between you and Doom, but that exact phrase is weird. It indeed is. But I remember, like, for instance, that I believe it was the D District Prison. That's like the three drills where you're hanging from it as it starts to drill into the sand. And so you need to, like, actually move along to the beam to get out of there and where you will get a game over if you don't manage to do that. That's stressful. I mean, it was fairly easy to do. I just wondered once I went in the opposite direction of the way you were supposed to just to test it. But it is supposed to be like this kind of tense, suspenseful thing going on. Yep. This also plays uh, when uh, fighting Bahamut and Ultima Weapon. Also tense, stressful. The Ultima Weapon. Yeah, this is the Ultima Weapon fight music. I was like, I remember this song, but from a different spot. But still a very tense situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As you're flipping through your spells and being like, is it worth losing? 16 max HP in order to cast this? Well, maybe. <laughs> Alright, and we're back to that tense, almost like clock ticking type thing. we've gotten the idea on this well, it's one. almost over so yes yeah, the slow also the clock tick percussion uh 
Klaus, you don't really do percussion for your music, right? I have done percussion. But, uh... I, I just know you more as a guitar guy. Well, when I first started, well, I, I started on piano, which is technically a percussion. Um, but then mm -hmm. I also, I did play drums for a little while in band, but, uh... So I'm, I'm pretty good with, uh, you know, keeping a beat. Okay. I was just wondering if there was, like, any specific piece of terminology that is reflective of, like, that clock ticking piece of, you know, 60 ticks per minute um, as part of music. I would call that the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... if 60 it, BPM. There you are. I mean, that's, that's slow. Yeah, it seems like it's yeah, actually faster like a, than 60 BPM. That, that's why I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's actual terminology for it. Unfortunately, I didn't do percussion either. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next song. Syncopation is coming to mind, but I don't know if that's no, like actually this or something no, else. That, that was definitely not syncopation. No, just like something that involves like kind of like beat and offbeat stuff. I thought you said something anyway. totally different. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and move on. We're just going to slide right through here to the I, next track. It's like, ooh, next next track oh, oh yes this is succession of witches we've heard those words before in that opening theme correct mm -hmm. this is the first sorceress theme it first plays when the party initially encounters Ultimecia in Timber. Well, when, when Ultimecia is possessing Adia. Yeah. We meet the sorceress. Yes. Who we know yes, as Adia. And it's spoopy. Yeah. It's very spoopy. <laughs> like you've got kind of... There's the violins. Before that, you had like, was that harpsichord? Yes, it was. Yeah, kind of like those higher tones. Like again, you're getting a lot of these like kind of mystical and like vaguely threatening. This is a world where, for the most part, magic doesn't exist. There's an, this whole thing about how like the spells that you use are mostly done through this phenomenon referred to as paramagic, which is a thing that is very distinct from, like, actual true magic. So a sorceress is a thing of mystery that scares the people a bit. And pretty... And they're pretty powerful as well. Mm-hmm. And when the... Uh... Throw this icicle through your chest. Okay, sure. Seems like a bad Thursday night, but all right. When a uh, very powerful militaristic force is employing a sorceress, that's bad news. Yeah. And it kind of repeats at this point, so let's go ahead and move on. To the Galbadian Garden theme. Yep. There's gardens all over the world, all of them technically independent. 
But there's technically, and then there's the realities of their situation, given the military force being massed nearby. It's a very... Go ahead. Galbadia is in a little bit of a difficult situation. Uh, Galbadia Garden is in a difficult situation because of Galbadia's actions. Trying to strike a nice balance. They don't want to actually have to engage in a fight if they don't need to. But trying to stay neutral in the situation, also difficult. But th- this theme is very, very different from Balam Garden. Home Garden is like a happy school where you're learning kind of a thing that's a little bit over the top. And then Galbadia Garden's like this welcome to the military academy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're both kind of technically military academies, but Galbadia is the one that definitely has is leaning a lot more towards the military side of it than the academy side. For anybody that's read Hunger Games, this is District 1 and 2. <laughs> where they definitely did not train their people for, for any of this at all. <laughs> nah. Yeah, even the color scheme is a bit like harsher, darker. Lots of red and blacks, I remember. As opposed to the navy blue and silver that we had. Yep. I think we can go ahead and move on with this one. A lot of the themes are a little longer and have a lot of repetition. Yeah. This is the part of the game that there's a lot of dialogue to go through again. Yeah. There's a lot of table setting going on. And this one is called Unrest. Yeah. Just for context, we are at Galbadia Garden because we had went and did this uh, complicated train mission and captured the president who turned out to be a decoy. And all this stuff has happened and things went badly and we kind of need to go to ground. Yeah. We and done so messed got, up. Yeah, and you've got these seeds that the Galbadian army would really like to have a talk to. So we're seeking refuge uh, at one of the, our sister gardens, which they're not really able to provide. Again, that precarious situation they're in, if they're sheltering these people who attempted to kidnap the president, they're going to have a lot to deal with themselves. And so we're moving from, oh, like, hey, we are mercenaries fighting the good fight and all that to, Welcome to the harder adult world. We are criminals. We are four higher criminals. Yeah. Also teenagers. Also protagonists and friends. Oh, Japan. But yeah, it's setting kind of a... Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. All right, let's go ahead and play the next one. Oh man, you want to talk sketchy stuff again? <laughs> this is, uh, do you remember Kids Run Through the City from FF6? Feels like that. 
kind of, but Kids Run Through City was a bit more like, hey, here is a peaceful town. And this one feels not necessarily that it's not peaceful, but definitely not a place that you go visit on purpose unless you are really screwed. Yep, this is the theme for Dailing City. It's called Under Her Control. Yeah, this was a uh, place where we went to for our seed exam, where we were helping uh, defend them against the Galbadian attack. And then, after they seized the control tower, did their thing, we ended up withdrawing, and we can see how that worked out for them. I do like that we get to go back and kind of see the fallout of like, here's what happened after you left. Here's what happened after you ran out of here. Just following orders. I thought Delling City was the capital of Galbadia. Oh, I'm thinking of Dalet. Yeah. Yeah. Do we we do go back to Dalet, but just not here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, this is Delling City. I totally mixed that up with Dalet. You're right. So did I, because you said it, and I was like, oh, right, that's the name of it. Nope. <laughs> wow, I knew something. <laughs> Ugh, learning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in that case, having to kind of like the. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just kind of interesting having to take their, their bus system in order to get where you need to go. They have some quite interesting looking buses. <laughs> yeah. They've got, like, some weird old, like, 1950s buses that are just weirdly designed. Reminds me of the train cars in Nagasaki, honestly. Yeah. Also, uh, keep in mind, this is a... We've talked a bit about the tech level, and this is one that has a higher tech level, but for story reasons, has a lot of other limitations we wouldn't normally expect. Uh, There is worldwide communications through the equivalent of like your fiber optic or like your undersea cables, but no radio signals. That one for specific plot reasons, but... It's like the tech level is a little bit weird in some regards, and there's signs that there's some kind of strange distortion of it. We have cars, we have weird buses, we have flying schools, and we still punch things. Hey, hey, they didn't know the schools were flying, and that was mostly ancient tech. It's still there? (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Some shit's about to go down now. You're talking about stage setting. Yep. This one is called The Stage is Set. And this plays in preparation to assassinate the sorceress. So many high-precision operations. I mean, it makes sense. We're going to jump on this moving train. We're going to kill this weird demon in a cave. We're going to play a card game. We're going to graduate high school. And then we're going to assassinate a sorceress. It's been a busy-ass week. This is all in like a couple days. Like all of FF8 takes place in like a month and a half. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Time is rather compressed in this game, isn't it? Oh my! 
I mean, they don't shy away from it. This isn't a, oh, you're going to do glorious battle. This is an assassination mission. You're going to be sniping her. This yeah. is a person who is too great a threat to live, and so you are going to be killing her by any means necessary. Well, sniping is the plan. As we all know, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Nope. But yeah, more of those military-style themes. Yeah, we get a new friend from the Galbadian uh, um, garden. And, garden. Uh, Irvine, who's supposed to be this their best sharpshooter. And he, he's cocky. He wears a uh, big cowboy hat and a, and a duster. And he's, he, he talks, flirts like crazy with Selfie. He talks a big game, but unfortunately when... Uh, when the time comes to it, he freezes, unfortunately, so... He chokes. He's just like everybody else. He's scared. He's also a kid, just like us. He's mm -hmm. a garden soldier, just like us. Uh, actually, so he is specifically not a member of Seed. This is very relevant to some stuff, which also goes a long way towards explaining why he freezes up. Oh, right, because he's not as trained as we are. Uh, partly... So it's not that. So that's part. So we'll be covering some of it, or we get into some stuff. But one of the big things being that the seeds use those guardian forces, which are uh, the things that like kind of take up residence in your mind, and there's some amount of memory loss associated with it. And we he do doesn't use them. Yep. So he remembers stuff that the others don't, and is surprised that they don't remember because he doesn't know about this phenomenon. And that's also part of why he chokes when uh, it comes time to actually uh, load up and fire that rifle. Because he knows who he's shooting, he knows uh, what her relationship is to everyone else, something that all of those others have forgotten. Well, we don't Once know any of this yet. Yeah, at this nope. point, you don't know any of that. All we see is target, he sees friend, he sees family. the family that doesn't seem to recognize him or is acting weird about it or something. He doesn't really get it. He's a good character, but... Yeah. And yeah, he flirts with Selfie like crazy. <laughs> Alright, let's go ahead and play the next one. Oh, we're back to the harpsichord. This is another one that plays in an ultimate in a sorceress scene. It's called a sacrifice. It plays when the sorceress gives her speech in Delin City. What a barn burner of a speech it is, too. She's been introduced as this force that's going to help uh, Galbadia take its rightful place in the world. The sorceress and Galbadia together, side by side. And then she comes up to remark on the interesting history the world has with sorceresses, how so many of her kind have been attacked, hunted down, the types of normal types of things one do as witches. And now they welcome the monster into our city, their city, and cheer her on. I believe during that speech, as uh, the president of uh, the Galbadian president starts being like, hey, what's going on with this? She actually kills him in front of the crowd to raucous applause. 
By the way, go... eight's dark. If anybody hasn't played eight, eight's dark. Just so you know. Yeah, just a little bit. Yep, hearing a lot of those instruments we heard before. Those bits that we get before the Fethos, Lusek, and the other ones. So kind of suggesting a lot of those same motifs. Elegant, graceful, will crush you into a tiny little ball from a distance with a wave of her fingers. She is power incarnate. Love her and fear her. I have no idea where most of that came from. I was going to say, I was like, dude, you okay? <laughs> like, that, like, that came out real good. I was like, damn, dude. Script that shit. All right. And next song. Here we go. Vithos Lusek Wikos Vinosek. Say that ten times fast. Oh man, and this is just even more impactful with the visuals. Oh, so you have God. this You have this FMV of a great celebratory parade through the streets of Dowling. Of dancers and I'm not even quite sure what those costumes were supposed to be. Uh, but this great thing of all stuff celebrating the sorceress, a huge uh, parade float that she rides on through the streets with the crowds cheering. Uh, it actually pulls to, as this is going on, to a thing where you start having your characters able to move through it, sneaking through the crowd as this is all going on. Like, you've got those, again, those same uh, tune motifs, but there's almost kind of a Bacchanal feel to it. We have abandoned all sense and reason, and we are losing ourselves in the spell of the sorceress. All right, some interesting uh, notes about the title of this song. Uh, Fethos Lusek Wikos Vinosek actually is... Um, the, the name is an anagram of the phrases Succession of Witches and Love. It's not actual Latin. No. It doesn't actually mean anything, by the way, if nope. anybody was curious. It just sounds like it. But yeah, kind of the summary of these two major themes of the game. And a little bit of interesting uh, trivia on this. In the 2004 Summer Olympics, uh, the American synchronized swimming duo uh, were awarded the bronze medal for their performance to the pieces um, they use this and Liberi Fatali. So, yeah. It's kind of nice to see a lot of uh, the music actually start trickling out to the culture at large. I know Final Fantasy IV's theme of love has been, I think we discussed uh, before yeah. it was used like an actual theme for music learners in Japan. Yeah, still is. Uh, there's been pro wrestlers that have used names off of Final Fantasy VI. Um, songs from here get used in skating and swimming um it just it's been around it's getting bigger yeah and this song's 20 years old 
It's enough to be a classic. Oh man, can you imagine all these stations of the future? Can like, you imagine not ever reminding me of how finite the universe is ever again? I mean, just think about it. You could hear this and maybe Skater Boy afterwards. Oh. The universe isn't isn't finite, but we sure are. <laughs> Stare into the void. Nope. Nope. Enter Sandman, followed by Skater Boy, followed by WAP. <laughs> yes! Yes! Beautiful. I want to be there for that. Oh, God. Yeah, it's only 30 years from now. Come on. We'll still be here. Back in my day! <laughs> Alright, this is a long song because the parade is actually pretty long in this uh, scene, so... Yeah, you've got an entire opera. Like, this is where the operation is actually going down. Two teams moving into position, going through intricate, uh, intricate planned things that, of course, as said, fall apart at first contact with the enemy. We're still in disc one, by the way, for those keeping up. In Not the game, yes. In game that comes in on four CDs, we're still on disc one. All right. Our next song plays in the sewer system of Delling City. Which we shouldn't even really be in, but things go wrong fairly quickly. Well, we've been found out about, and, uh... uh and this particular one involved... So, Quistus's team... Go actually stops back at uh I forget his name, but Rinoa's father's mansion. Uh because uh Rinoa's been locked in. Her dad doesn't really approve of this whole resistance thing. But at the same time it's not about to turn his daughter in. And after uh Quistus and Rinoa had had an argument earlier, Quistus decides that the right move here is to go back and apologize to Rinoa bef uh, before going out on this mission. Rinoa has snuck, has slipped out of the house. Quistus comes in along with the other two in her team to promptly end up locked in the room. And their only way out is through the sewers. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to see some more of that whole, like, questions about her judgment that they have led to her losing the job as the instructor. So caught up in the feelings that she compromised the mission. Oops. This also plays during the Galbades invasion of Balam. The city, Ballon, not the, the city, not, not Ballon Garden. Yep. Uh, occupation, I would say, more than invasion. It's not like the active type thing. It's more of the, again, well, you have kind to, of some similar... You have to invade before you can occupy. But we've got the kind of similar motifs as to martial law. Okay, invasion and subsequent occupation. How's that? works <laughs> i'm just going by there has specific words that he likes for everything and if you don't hit it he won't tell you what words he wants he'll just make you figure it out eventually 
nuance is important. These words have different meanings. Everything's well, a sledgehammer if you're brave enough. Well, then you you should go to, to the, the 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 wiki and, and and fix it then, Sarah. Okay. Well, that's what wikis are for. So, All what right. an organized place to argue with other nerds on the internet. And so, Quistus's team does manage to make it through the sewers to the uh, big gateway just in time for the sorceress's float to enter it and to bring down the gates, locking the float in there. Pinning her down for that sniper shot. Yep, which we get then in with this song. This is Premonition. It plays when the party fights a sorceress. And we fight a number of sorceresses in this game. It's true. Irvine manages to collect himself, takes the shot, which is, uh, we see streak across the, uh, Delhi City Plaza, through the, uh, to the gateway, towards the sorceress, who reaches up a hand and creates a shield that the bullet bounces right off of. Which means it's time for Plan B. Direct assault. It's never a good idea. It's what we have left at this point. You complete the mission one way or another. But this is... This is music that we are fighting the sorceress on her terms and on her ground. Tis true. And it's a pretty intense fight. The music actually fits is, very well. I believe this is also the one where we have to, uh, one of the ones where we end up having to face Cypher as well as uh, Edie as Knight. Yep. Good old Cypher, who blew our cover, gave away important information, is the entire reason that the seats were implicated in an earlier thing on the sorceress is now working for the enemy. We do fight Cypher. I don't know the next time we see Raijin and Fujin, though. Uh, it's in uh, Balam. Okay. So I know it's relatively soon. So I remember there there with the, the invading Galbadian forces. Yeah. They're in the we hotel. That yeah, at the hotel. Alright, I think we can go and move on. This is another one of those longer battle themes. Yeah. Again, drawing a lot of those elements from the other pieces we've heard before. Yes. Now this one has spawned a lot of different uh theories and controversies in, in Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. The song Just is called few. Wounded, and this plays when Squall is shot through the chest with a giant icicle. 
What did you expect going up against the sorceress? Look, this is also the end of just one in the game. You get shot with the ice, you fall off the float, and then it's technically it, like, game gives over. you a chance to save. But, yep, uh, and then but, you save and you move on. But uh, no, the, the rest of the game is just uh, um, Squall's uh, dream. His, his after-death dream. Oh, God, no. no that, is a, yeah, that is a theory. Yes. No, it's not even a good theory. There are plenty of not very good theories that catch on. I don't know. I thought I always thought that that was kind of funny. It's an entertaining and intriguing one, but it's not one I would take too seriously. No, it's 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 yeah. Anyway, so after that, in starting at disc two of the game. This is called Fragments of Memories. Now, I believe we start disc two in, Lagu in Laguna's world. Yep. yep. And this Where's plays that? in Windhill while Laguna is there and during some flashback scenes. Yep. We had actually had a second Laguna sequence uh, before this happens, where as Galbadian soldiers, Luna, Ward, and Kiros are exploring a strange facility fighting against the Estar army. They make their way through it, are attacked, seriously injured, manage to escape uh, in the end by jumping off a large cliff to a, the bay below. And so we reopen on now living in this peaceful town. watching snippets of life in Windhill of the nice lady at the bar that Laguna uh, chats with about the young girl who he has lots of fun little silly games and about our walker wondering why the hell they're seeing this I love all the gray text what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> just have no idea what's going on still Oh, I remember the one. Sir Laguna, so dreamy. You can tell who's saying that one. <laughs> Squall, right? <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, it kind of also has the, the the lullaby kind of feel to it. Yeah. As if this were all a dream. <sighs> or no. Squall, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's Peaceful life in a little out of the way village. Alright, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Now, this plays when we come back and are jailed. This plays at the D District Prison. Ah. Yep. Because it's a Square Enix game, so we have to end up in jail at some point. Of course. Yep. I mean, after a failed attempt to assassinate the sorceress, 
It's a wonder we weren't executed outright, but this is a more modern time. We put people in jail pending trial, and then we'll execute them. Most of the seeds wake up together in a cell. Squall is conspicuously missing, having been brought upstairs to an interrogation room for special attention. Mm, don't like that. Yeah, I believe it's Quistus, Zell, and Selfie down in the cells. Sounds right. Yeah. Zell, having also apparently uh, passed out as part of this most recent dream sequence, uh, we ha in Windhill it had been Laguna and Kiros. Ward made no appearance, and we find that Zell had actually seen things through Ward's eyes, where he had been a janitor at that very prison. Hmm. Well, doesn't Meaning, that just um, seem uh, very, uh, what's the word? Convenient. Yeah. Also convenient that, of course, everyone's uh, equipment has been taken away, but Zell doesn't fight with weapons. Yes. Jail. Squaresofts. 90s. We got it. <laughs> you figured out a thing that works. We do this exact mission in like Chrono Trigger and a couple other games. Um, same general idea. Your one fist-based uh, character can fight. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII had you locked up as well, uh, though there it was more that after a while things were opened up when Sephiroth came through and slaughtered everyone into Genova. Mm-hmm. It's a good design for a level. Yeah. Do you understand the system? Here's the opportunity to beat your characters. Yeah, the uh, district, the prison itself has a confusing design, multiple rings and levels moving up and down, attempting to find a way out and finding doors that seem to lead out, uh, have walls of sand behind them or bring us out on high, high towering spires, even like with no rhyme or reason as to where we seem to come out of it. Sure, it'd be nice if we knew somebody that worked in the maintenance department of this building. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and play the next theme. This is called Rivals. It's as close to Cypher's theme as we really get. Or is it, he, he gets to really, having a theme. He doesn't have a musical theme, so to speak. No. This is more along the lines of it's... It, it, it kind of shows the rivalry between Cypher and Squall. Yeah. Cypher talks a bit about his romantic dream. Not romance to the sense that we often think about it in terms of, like, lovey-dovey having someone to... But, like, in the terms of, like big sweeping like romantic in the old style let's see characterized by an idealized view of reality like the old romantic movement kind of like here is this dream here is this wonderful beautiful idea cypher sees himself as the sorceress's knight 
it turns out uh, pretty much because of a thing he saw on TV when he was a kid. <laughs> we've got a lot Basically. of broken... Yeah, we've got a lot of broken, broken kids here. Really? The orphanage that builds child soldiers has broken kids? No I'm shocked. Way. Nah. Everybody's legit. Yeah. Like, is Cypher really like this person who hates Squaddles? Or is he thinks, as a sorceress as a knight, I have to have someone that I face off again. I have to have an enemy. Otherwise, what am I protecting the sorceress from? Why are you making your own Moriarty? You don't need to do that. But then what's the point? That wouldn't be his romantic dream. What's the point of being the sorceress's knight if there's never anything that you can bravely defend her from? There's an episode of My Little Pony. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> yes, there is. It was when there was no problem for her to solve, so she made problems. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. I that one. That's, that's very real. Today, I will cause problems on purpose. So you're telling me that everything in life has a uh, My Little Pony episode counterpart? I mean, possibly. I mean, I already do that for The Simpsons. Why not add another property? <sighs> and the final song of this, uh, of just two. is a very sweet song. It's called Ami. And it's a friendship theme for Squall and the Party. Imagine a piano student playing this, like an after-school activity kind of thing. Or maybe it's like a... Like, yeah, something I might see in a slice-of-life anime. Just like... One of the breather episodes where the friends are just spending some time together. Those precious, irreplaceable moments. Yeah, um, this first plays uh, when Selfie's party resurfaces in Fisherman's Horizon after they sabotage the missile base. That's a fun time. And that's basically what they're doing when, they're, when they show up is they just start uh, kind of reminiscing on uh, some of the better times that they had because things are kind of going to shit right now. Yeah, I believe at this point, the party that went to the missile base hasn't come back. In fact, the, fa the entire getting to Fisherman's Horizon involves a whole bunch of stuff with Galbadia deciding to go ahead and strike back at the garden by launching missiles. With uh, dividing, their, uh, dividing up into two parties, one of which is going to the garden to try to... Uh, alert them and see if they can do anything to protect it, and the other uh, heading to the base to try to stop the launch. The garden itself 
taking wings, so to speak, or hovering circle, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Magical fairy dust circle that lets you fly. <laughs> <laughs> and promptly uh, crashing into the sea and then floating for a bit because no one actually knows how to drive it. Why would they? They didn't even know that it could do that. So, yeah, a lot's happened, and now they've washed up in this pleasant little town full of accumulated junk and rubble that's built up self up into a city, populated by people who really aren't down with this whole mercenary life thing, and would prefer the garden not stick around. Make your repairs in GTFO. But in and the yeah. meantime, they just have a little bit of a respite. I mean, they're not monsters. <laughs> it's a nice little song. Yeah, that's another one that I will hum sometimes when I'm working. And that right there is disc two. Huh. I feel like we're Love two discs into the soundtrack and we're only like a disc and a eighth into the actual game. Well, some of those themes will be recurring, of course. Yeah. We have the various sorceress fights. Yeah, this one, it's less, it's less character themes and it's more leap motifs of like topics that are happening. Like the romantic aspects, the cities under occupation, the mystical sorceress. Which I now get to go play through because during the show, I purchased and have downloaded and have started Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. So I was like, God, I missed this track. God, this was a good scene. This is, you know what? It's 12 <laughs> bucks. I'm just going to go buy it. So I did. Yeah. On sale now. Yep. I already have it and on they, Steam, uh, so... They touched it up quite a bit. It looks really good. Yeah, the FF8 remaster actually does look pretty good. Man, I should get that. I was thinking of just, like, getting it out of my old PlayStation, but it feels like this would probably just be nicer. And then have For the, 11 uh, bucks after tax, and it's already on a system that's plugged in that you don't have to do anything to, yeah. and your save file is on a solid-state drive and not on a mem card... <laughs> I am convinced. Yeah... Or, like I said, if you have Steam, you can buy it there as well. The remastered version is available there, too. Yep. I don't know if it's on the same cool. sale, but... Uh, depending on which one's Probably easier Probably is, play. honestly. It's on sale quite frequently, to be honest with you, yeah. And Steam sales are a thing. Yes. That said, the Switch is nice and portable. True. There's uh, options. Anything else you guys want to go over? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, actually. Uh, in other loose Final Fantasy news, uh, there is a book that a friend showed me. It's called Surpassing the Limit Break, The Psychology of Final Fantasy, edited by Anthony M. Bean, PhD. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. You can also get a paperback copy. It's a collection of essays about the philosophy that goes behind some of the games. Not necessarily game design, but the design of the characters, the worlds, and how everybody is thinking. 
creating their actual methodology of how they work as people and then turning those people into a character that you can put into a narrative. So highly recommended. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. This sounds like my kind of thing, yes. I nearly just bought you a copy and sent it to you, but I didn't know if you had a Kindle or not. <laughs> I don't. Should probably fix that. <laughs> we'll talk later. Yeah. All right. Yeah, since I didn't see you guys prepare up a, either a librarian's corner or a prep st- station segment this week, I didn't know if you guys had anything My else prep you station to talk. segment was I have been a vegetarian for a month and I had to learn to cook all over again from the very beginning. And it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, been fun, that, it's it's one of those things that you don't realize until you do it just how much stuff you have. It's like, oh, that depends on this. Oh, how do I get build this without having this ingredient available? I don't get chicken stock. I don't get drive-throughs. I don't get any of that. I finally was like, I'm keeping eggs and seafood, or I'm gonna die. So like, I had to do that. But fair been interesting it also has given me a new perspective on some of the stormblood recipes that were very uh japanese influence and asian influence where there was no meat preparation it was either cured salted and dried or cooked to death and braised if it was cooked at all and it's used in such moderation where things like cheese is used as a seasoning in japan more than an actual like topping or an ingredient uh or pork in mapo tofu is not really the main ingredient in mapo tofu, but it is in there. And it's kind of understanding that respect for animal protein very, very differently. So when I do make another prep list or prep table, it's going to be very different because my perspective just got expanded and I'm really excited to do more research. Mm, hungry now. <laughs> You're welcome. And if there's any topics you guys out there want to hear about, you can always uh, hit us up on email. You can email us podcast at phoenixdownradio.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at PHXDN Radio, or you can just comment on on our YouTube videos or uh, wherever you listen to our podcast and just let us know what you want to hear. I mean, a lot of these ideas come from you guys. Uh, Probably one of the best places you could probably do it is on our Discord channel. Because we have a number of different rooms available there. So we've got a Lorberry corner. We post we've got pictures a pre- and talk all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we, we, and we talk a lot of shit, too. We do. <laughs> That's like the entire point we of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Tonight? Not really, man. And I'm okay with that. We had a lot of Final Fantasy news. We had a lot of news uh, two weeks ago as far as where we're getting with uh, 14 and its mm-hmm. expansions. Um, in the event that there is a Final Fantasy game that we've covered by music wise or something that we've talked about that you are interested in and you want to know more about, but you can't you know, make the plunge to play an 80 hour game or whatever. Talk to us in Discord. Let us know. Let us know what you do have time for, because there's probably a part of this franchise that you will absolutely love that will not take away all of your time and energy, but will still give you more perspective so that you can enjoy these music and, and can enjoy these stories. Maybe you just want to play theater them. Yeah. Honestly, it's a music game. You'll have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, DS, right? DS. 
And I think and, there's uh, the smartphone version as well. Oh, they, they have, okay. I haven't seen that one, but. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, a lot of this music is really great because it's associated with the scenes. It has all this other stuff going on with it. There's this deep meaning. But also, it's just good music in its own right. Mm -hmm. and we hope you guys have been appreciating all of this. Um, and if you are really enjoying it, we do strongly encourage you to, to reach out search for it on uh, wherever you buy music and, and, and pick it up because it, it's really worth the listen. Man, I should make like a workout track list just from Final Fantasy music. I'm pretty sure I could do it. You can probably yeah, find it on Spotify. battle theme. And just go like that's just <laughs> and throw in some Chocobo themes. There you go. As you're running Chocobo theme while doing cardio just feels like way too on the beak, though. <laughs> <laughs> little <laughs> and, uh, this was a bad idea <laughs> you want to know it's a worse idea he, now he's got the uke <laughs> oh man we can start a tweet indie band nope now, wow, I haven't tuned this in a while. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, that's going to do it for this episode, guys. <laughs> if, you, if you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, please leave us a rating or review. It really does help us know what you think of the show and helps us with to be found in the algorithm, really. So if we want to uh, spread out there, we need more people to know about us. Throw up those likes and, uh, and, and, and comments. Um, if you really dig the show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Down Radio, where you get access to a number of uh, subscriber-only um, emotes and badges, and uh, just have a good time. Or you can go out to patreon.com slash Phoenix Down Radio and support us out there, like our benevolent overlord, Rory Fenrir. Uh, all proceeds go towards growing the show, cover hosting costs, um, allow us to do some fun things and uh, grow the show and just uh, keep making things better as we can. But any kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, tweets, retweets, follows, subs, whatever, it's all greatly appreciated. We just love doing this every other week and hanging out with you guys. Uh, if you want to check out our backlog of podcasts, go out to our website, phoenixtownradio.com. And if you have questions, comments, ideas for the show, hit us up on email at podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. Again, you can hit us up at Twitter at phxdnradio. And uh, check us out live when we go uh, live here to play uh, video games every so often or just to do the podcast here at twitch.tv slash phoenixdownradio. So who wants to do the shout outs first? <laughs> uh, I think Sarah does. So two shout outs uh, this week. First shout out to Vasha Solari, a friend of mine who has given me a crash course in a lot of Eureka this uh, last week and a half or so. Uh, I went from something like rank 24 to rank 54 and through several different zones and several weapon upgrades. Uh, thanks to both your instructions and explanations of the mechanics, as well as the call outs for various notorious monster pops and the like. So thank you so much for that. Very it's been nice. really fun fighting stuff with you, and I hope we get to do a bit more. I also want to shout out my good friend and one of the former uh, uh, hosts and friends of this podcast back at the very beginning, uh, Tristan uh, Nalo, also known as Derek, uh, who has been developing a, 
RPG independently as a craft project that he's actually planning to take on to a, uh, like, I think he's actually about at the Kickstarter point, uh, called Lux Primora. Uh, it describes it as a, uh, inspired by Golden Sun and other classic JRPGs. He's been posting a lot of cool stuff for it. I've been discussing music and art with him, hmm. and he's doing a really good job, and I'm proud of him, and it looks like an exciting game. That so, sounds cool. shout out to you there, Matt. When we have more information on that, we'll definitely post about that. Yep. Can go ahead and pass some of that along a little bit later. But yeah, they're starting to put up like concept art and themes and the like. So it's one of those things where it's becoming real. Wow. And how Isn't can- it like Oh, and yes. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at ff 14 sayer That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. Uh, where in addition to retreating retweeting my friends cool projects i also occasionally post pictures of cool food that i made or interesting library things that i found very nice Talas. uh so uh, pyrocats who has been awesome enough to play a game that they don't like with a friend so that that friend would not be bored with the other people that are also in their playgroup. <laughs> I also was able to, through her frustration, take that experience and have her try Final Fantasy XIV. Oh. Ooh. This is a person that doesn't use controllers and doesn't play video games at all. And so handing them a PS4 controller and throwing them face first into Eorzea seemed like the best idea that I could have possibly done. <laughs> and gonna... somehow, magically, I get a text about three days later. You know, I'm playing Sea of Thieves again, and I still really hate this game. And I hate it more now that I've gotten to try 14. <laughs> I was like, yeah! Yes! We're going to have somebody also, new join us on Hyperion, perhaps? Also, Pyro, why are you playing games you don't like? Life's too short for that. I deleted Saga Scarlet Grace earlier today. <laughs> I bought it like last week, and I can't stand it. I'm just out $30. <laughs> um, yeah, so shout out to Pyro for being a real-life crafter, and boy, oh boy, am I excited to hand them the reins of a con- of a character that has the ability to do lots and lots of crafting nice i have a sneaking suspicion power cats is going to be a mentor very very quickly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also shout outs to uh robin one of my ffrpg players and longtime final fantasy 14 friends for constantly tagging me in healer themed anti-tank memes uh, because first off, fuck you. Second of all, they are funny. Um, <laughs> and also for showing me the book on uh, Final Fantasy psychology. What's wrong with tanks? Nothing. Except for when they have healers that are grouchy. But I didn't I ta- do anything. I taught a, um, a scholar what shirk is for. Mm. They did not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I mean, anyway, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on some of it, but not most of it at Marvelous Tofu. I post basically nothing because I forget that I have social media installed on my phone and I have no idea what my Facebook password is and haven't for like three months. I basically, if I delete it off my phone, you'll never see me again. 
Also, I just feel the need to throw in that Shirk is just how we get back at being rescued into pits or into the middle of, like, big cleaves. Hey, so Sarah and I are tanks, by the way, if y'all couldn't <laughs> figure that out. I'm still maining seriously. warrior. What are you, you, what are you maining warrior as well? Yep. No. Like, seriously, one time Spender rescued me across the gap in Leviathan Eden just to see if it, what it would do, and because we were doing all right on damage. <laughs> Wee! Oh God! And don't I'm, eat the tank. Why not? It's always fun. I want to shout out to uh, to my uh, in-game friend Saki. I was just at her wedding during the show. Um, congratulations on your uh, um, ceremony of bonding. I almost said ceremony of bondage, but uh... oh yeah, they could have <laughs> named that way better. Yeah. <sighs> Congrats on that, and, and your free teleports to your significant other. Um, those are, you know, I haven't been to one in a while, and they're, they're kind of fun. They are fun. Yeah. If you go with a good group of people, they're really fun. If you don't go with somebody that, like, really likes G-Pose, you're just like, cool, what are we supposed to do? If you have people that are really good at G-Pose and are really interested in the lore and the backstory and the role-playing aspect of the game, you're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. If you go with your raid group, you're probably going to be in and out of there in about two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Which is sad because a lot of times people are splurging for the $20 package so they can get the mount. So, yeah. It's yep. such a pretty venue, too. It is. And, It'd uh, be even better if they stocked those pools with fish, just saying. Yeah. Also, they, they Stop really... Stop fishing in the church! No, they they closed off, um, or you, you can't really get around a lot of the uh, the, the the sanctuary of the twelve. They, a lot of it's blocked off. You know, most of the maps in ARR were opened up, so you could do flying now. But you specifically cannot fly around the sanctuary of the twelve. Hey, hey, like, uh, frequently when they have the Valentine's event, you get to go to the gardens and back. Yeah, but that's uh, an instance area. Like I said, the, the actual overworld part is closed off. Oh, that's sure. very. Hey, guys, we didn't talk about like Valentine's Day or Little Ladies Day at all. Yeah, we 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 did talk about it a month ago. Very did little. we? Okay, yeah. it's this week and it ends soon. Go get your MacGuffins that you can only get once a year. Oh, geez, I should do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, go do it. Otherwise, meh, it was another event. And Every holiday, I'm like, okay, I will not wait until the end of it to get it done. I'm not going to be rushing around the la doing fates at midnight on the last day. And then you're going to be and doing fates on the last night on midnight. Well, I've still got more than 24 hours, so not still much okay. more. Not much more. You better hurry. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am at phxdn underscore klauss out on Twitter. I occasionally post out there. Um, most of the time, I'm trying to just get by in life so social media is kind of a it's something we should be doing a little more for this but uh i'm kind of feeling like talas is kind of worthless in a lot of ways i'm seeing a lot of crap but I mean, there's, there's some good stuff out there so make sure to find the good stuff in social media and ignore the crap yeah so it is something that's a really nice way to stay connected. It's just also so easily leveraged in unpleasant ways. Mm -hmm. Unfollow the news, follow the memes. <laughs> You'll feel much better afterwards.
You'll also still the get the news, pictures. too. That's the best part. Cute animal pictures. All right. So for my co-host, Sir Timono, for Tell is Marvelous, I'm Klaus Sniper, and wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you again for joining us, and we will catch you in the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash Guilty Gear Rocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash GuitarWanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.